0: Good evening and welcome to yet another Shed Session. I can't believe they just keep on coming. I know we <laughs> did one last week and we've got one this week. And it, it keeps getting better and better and better. And I'm so, so excited to welcome Erica Hello. into the Shed. Hi, Erica. <laughs> and Erica is the amazing songwriter, performer and session player, just a, a, a wonderful artist.
1: Oh, thank you. And
0: it's it's so good to have you in the Shed it was one of those situations where I I just didn't think it would even be possible <laughs> when I saw you perform, and I thought no way should I ask shouldn't I and then I did and yeah. it's it's all worked out so thank you so oh much. Oh man,
2: you're welcome. So nice to be here. It's such a cool shed. I'm
0: I'm glad it's you wicked. like it.
2: I'm I'm really enjoying the Thundercats down there.
0: Oh yeah, Thundercats yeah. are some of my favorite toys. They're wicked. I've tried to show my kids the Thundercats cartoon, and I think it's a bit slow for them. They don't quite get it. I don't know if we're different people now, but
2: yeah, but our entertainment was like watching gum dry. So like, (laughs) you know, Thundercats was like really like hyped for us. So
1: (laughs) I I think
0: so. It's all relative. It just yeah changes quickly. I remember when I was a teacher. It was very hard to even show kids films near Christmas time, you know, when you had these free lessons. or They weren't really meant to be free lessons, but the last week of school, oh, yeah. you think, oh, I'm going to show each class a film. Mm. And that was really difficult, even trying to show them home alone. There's not enough happening. They mm. just didn't get it, but... Luckily, we, we still like Just show them loads of TikToks
2: for like two hours. <laughs> they, would,
0: they would really like that. That's, that's very
1: stimulating. <laughs> What's in your shade? What's in your shade? The kiss and treasures and the looks of the What's in your shade? What's in your shade? So I
0: usually start off the session, as I'm looking over at Ian, as as you know, with a little story. And this time it's about my Saturday afternoon. Or actually, we'll start on Friday night. I, I got a couple of my friends over and we had a proper shed night. I haven't had my friends over in here for ages. And it was really good. We went down to the local brewery pub and then came back here. And got to listen to records. And mm. we put on Mochiba, Big Calm. Or I put that on. And my mate Salvador was like,
1: Where's waza, waza, what's that? That's Mochiba. <laughs> I love
0: it, I love it. I haven't heard it in ages. And that was a great start to the evening. And we, we ended up staying in here till about 1.30 a.m. And then they had to go home because they both have dogs that they had to walk the uh-huh. next morning. <laughs> and I went inside and Joe had made up the front room for me because I didn't want to go in and disturb them that late Mm. so I slept downstairs in the front room on the sofa bed and the fire in the front room was still on and I thought this is nice and I put a log on the fire and I could hear it crackle and I just drifted off to sleep knowing it's cold outside but it's warm here by the fire and it it was um, like I was camping but Mm. it was so lovely. Perhaps how people definitely glamping. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> like a whole house, <laughs> and it must be nice, like thinking people lived many many years ago, lying next to a fire or going mm. to sleep next to a fire. It was it was a really special treat, mm. only in winter. Mm. And then on Saturday morning, I went with the kids for a walk. We went to try find icy puddles in the park because it's been freezing. Outside and we found some but what intrigued them more were the spider webs that were covered in freezing fog. Oh, yeah. So suddenly they all appeared, these spider webs that are actually everywhere, you mm. just don't notice them until there's enough water droplets yeah. or ice on them. And it was beautiful, like proper cartoon style yeah. spider webs. And um, Anya was collecting a few of them and made a spiderweb snowball. So which was cute. <laughs> so yeah, the winter does bring some joy. It's kind of hard at times. And I've said this before, I, I, I find it hard, but I'm also seeing the the benefits and the creative opportunities. And there seem mm. to be a lot of those. How's your winter going so far?
2: I actually really love winter. Um, I like it because it, I like the hibernation feeling or I haven't actually got to hibernate yet, but the feeling that it's just around the corner, <laughs> yeah. Uh, from autumn, I absolutely love autumn, and then I love winter. My um, like family in law is all up in Yorkshire, and it's all snowed in there. And I was like, oh, I want to be snowed in. Oh no, I don't. Need, I need an excuse to not leave the house. <laughs> you know, there's something really cozy about it. And we actually put the Christmas tree up yesterday, and um, it's so nice. Just nice to kind of feel like I don't know a bit of joy (laughs) as well a bit of joy and a bit of coziness which is lovely
0: that sounds wonderful and I think that it is that coziness and it makes you draw into your home and just see how it can hold you and the family Mm. and friends and it's a nice reflective time I'm getting better I'm getting better at winter yeah (laughs) (laughs) and Before we go into the first song, I just want to say thank you to the two Ians, Ian on audio and Ian Ian squared. Ian squared, yeah. In in Afrikaans, which is that language in South Africa, I'm not Afrikaans speaking, but Ian means one in Afrikaans, and that's not correct. There's two of you here. (laughs) Two times one. Two times one is two. Yeah,
1: but there's two Ians. (laughs) Yeah, my maths is bad. What (laughs) I'll listen back on
0: this and go like. Oh, I didn't get that at the time. (laughs) Uh, Okay, thank you.
1: But yeah, welcome.
0: And (laughs) we're so looking forward to hearing your first song.
2: Thanks so much. So um, thank you for your story. That was a really nice way to kind of start as well. So my first song is going to be Chasing Shadows. And do you want to know a little bit about it? it or yeah. So um, I wrote this song. Weirdly, I actually wrote this song for Anastasia. Um, we got a brief into, she was looking for some songs and uh, me and a friend started writing. But I'm not very good at writing for other people without it becoming a bit of a therapy session for me as well. So I was trying to find something that I could relate to with her. Now, I know she's a uh, cancer survivor. She's, um, I went and saw her perform as well with my friend Vicky plays drums for her. And and she's just um An all-round badass, basically. So um, Chasing Shadows is a song about kind of running with your shadows, the darkness that you have in your life. And I think it's really easy when things get difficult to either kind of bury your head or be in denial or, um, you know, just not admit that it's there or run away from it. And um, Chasing Shadows is almost kind of kind of making friends with them actually kind of making friends and going okay I know you're there um and we need to figure this out so let's let's run run together and almost kind of run at it at first and then kind of find my relationship with the darkness that I have so um that's what it was about and then um she didn't want it or the management said she didn't want it and uh, I was like, great, because actually I want it, <laughs> so it's fine. So I rewrote it a little bit more, and um, I've been on a fertility journey for quite a long time, so I'm releasing it, I released it at a time when I was just about to start another fertility journey, because it's very scary, and kind of delving into this, will this IVF work, won't it work, and kind of just decided to to release it there, almost as a message to me, to be like, okay, we're we're in, we're doing this. And I actually and released it on Friday the 13th as well for the Superstition. I was like, well, you know, let's just go for it. So yeah, lots of little significance on the release date and, and, the, and why I chose to release it then. I could have, I had it oh, for a while, this song. I, I, I kind of actually recorded it last summer, <clears throat> but I knew I wanted to wait for the right time. <laughs> so yeah, so this is Chasing Shadows. <clears throat>
1: What would I do when darkness comes? Would I run away? Or can I turn those cards and face what's coming? What would you say when they show me down? Should I stand my ground or do I hold? the flame and look into the dark when waves come crashing down because we know that they will just as we know that the Sun will come up I'm taking it on and I feel my To the deep, and stepping out in the shallows, walking into the dark, stepping out in the shadows, walking into the deep, stepping out in the. I'm walking out of the dark, I'm walking into the deep, I'm looking out of the dark, and I'm stepping into the deep.
0: That's just superb. <laughs> thank I love you. it so much. It was, <laughs> it's very very strange because when you started to sing I thought this this just sounds so like unreal like it's coming from a different place. It's so <laughs> so perfect. Aww. Um yeah, well done. It's brought tears to my eyes. I feel a bit Aww, like that going. What's it uh who's the guy that always cries on bake? Oh. Uh, the pottery throwdown guy? Oh, yeah. um, what's his name? I can't remember I his know. name, but he tends to – and I, I can feel that emotion that's yeah. really brought it out. And I also thought that – Anastasia's missed out because that's that's a great <laughs> song, but in a way it was meant for you, I suppose. Yeah. The way you know you you went about writing it and then working on it again for yourself. Yeah. I think that's the journey. Yeah. it was meant to go. It felt but like it, yeah, I mean. really cool <laughs> song. And um, there's a there's that line in there about. I'm stepping on cracks, and mm. I had this thing whenever I was walking down the street. Yeah, I didn't want to step on yeah. any other cracks, but yeah. then you it's fill that them
2: superstition, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: And then you fill them with liquid gold. I love that line, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: what's kintsugi? kintsugi is the when you break um, like pottery and then you fix it back together with gold liquid and it fits together, and it's the significance that it's the things that are broken are even more beautiful.
0: Oh, that's wonderful! <laughs> so good, love it, love it. Yeah. And you've released a beautiful video mm. for "Chasing Shadows."
2: Oh, you like it? And I like it very, <laughs> oh, very so much. Pleased.
0: It's um, it's very simple, very beautiful movement, and the the shadows that you see are are just stunning. And the shadows kind of meet and touch. Mm. Can you tell us a bit more about it? Because it's it's just wonderfully choreographed. The 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 costumes, may I say, people are wearing are just beautiful and I think it's so so on point. Like everything you see in it is just so pleasing. And then obviously the music mm. as well going with it. But
1: yeah. Oh wow lovely. thank
2: you. Um yeah so the video a um so I love working with dancers. It's like I just think it's such an expressive way to communicate how you feel. And um and so I knew that I couldn't do the dance justice. (laughs) So um, my friend of mine, Maddie, she just graduated from ballet school. So I asked her if she would be up for working with me. So we hired a space together and I kind of sketched out the significance of each each section of the song and the relationship with the shadow within each bit. And um, so the first bit was the kind of the like, the becoming, being afraid of it, <clears throat> but then as so, they wanted the shadow to be really big and kind of uh, overlooking and, and, and kind of t- almost taking over. But I knew by the end of it, I wanted it to be equal and side to side. And um, we kind of workshopped uh, a day together where um, we would. You know, I had a I just had a, a standard light and then just got her to move and we kind of blocked it out. And and uh, I studied dance actually for a long time when I was younger And so it was really fun to kind of fling my body around with her and go, oh, about this? And what about, you know, and just really working with her to kind of come up with some ideas. So kind of left it with her with certain moments and then she kind of choreographed the rest of it as well. And then I said, oh, it'd be great to have this little dance bit together in the middle. Now I haven't danced in forever. And I kept saying, oh, will you send me that dance? Send me that, she literally sent it to me the day before. (laughs) Because dancers, they can pick stuff up in like minutes. Not forgetting that us plebs here <laughs> need at least a week <laughs> to figure it out, so <clears throat> I routined it quite a few times on my own, and um actually, for my patreons, I've done a little uh video of it, and it is hilarious. it's because me going <laughs> talking to myself about it and um so yeah, just uh just did that, and then costume wise. Again, everything's DIY, so it's just stuff that I had, and I wanted it to be simple. I wanted the really the emphasis to be on the shadow and the dancer, um, so I didn't want it to be overtaken with anything. So I just kept it simple. And on the day, it was actually my husband Mark who filmed it, and then um, my mate Jules was on lights, and he we worked together loads, and we literally had one iPhone because our camera broke, um, or we had no, we had the wrong lens, so it was just an iPhone, and then literally two lights. And that was it. So super simple. Yeah. Wow,
0: that's incredible. <laughs> and you can imagine people would strive with all the equipment in the world to to achieve that look. And mm. you've got it just by DIY stuff, yeah. love, perseverance.
2: I think for me, it's always about the narrative. Like it needs the Like you were saying, you love a story. Like I think, for me, y- you need a. a, a for me, I, I need to have the story. Like I need to understand the narrative of where things are going and how things develop. Um, so once that was in my head, it was very clear what I wanted. So, yeah.
0: Very special. <laughs> Love it. Was that, it looked like it was inside a white swimming pool, like an empty swimming pool. Were they like sheets around the room? or
2: No, it was a, it, I actually hired a white room. Um, that was the biggest expense actually <laughs> but I knew that if I found the room then it was right so yeah it just had a white floor and then like two white walls and a white ceiling and then um, my mate Adam edited it and he's an amazing editor and he just kind of bleached out a lot of the kind of corners and stuff and made it work yeah
0: yeah I love it really oh, good oh
2: amazing
0: I've just put on the on a t-shirt which Erica gave <laughs> me and it's one of my favourite colours the, the oh, kind it? of pale blue I think I think it's one of my colours. I like grey, which was what I was wearing, T-shirt, but this is nice. Thank you.
2: Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <coughs> um, are we doing a song now? Is that right? Yeah, is that yeah, okay? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out which one to do. Um, maybe I'll do Home. So this song is called Home. It's... Um, <laughs> It's Well, it's kind of a song which started with the fact that Mark and I could never make a decision of where we wanted to live. So he's from the north, I'm from the south. So he always wants to go to the north and I want to stay in the south. And then he wants to be by the sea, but I want to be in the city. So it was all about this kind of like push and pull that we would have. Um, But really, knowing ourselves is home and that's the kind of the journey of it really and just finding that space so yeah this is on the Bugesha EP I
1: love the city and you love the sea I want to dance with the world me and my big dreams what life are we living Dreams did we steal? I wanna dance with the world. Sink into discomfort, pull myself out. I know that we can try.
0: So fantastic, and your voice is sounding superb. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. And did did that song help reconcile those differences? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I don't know if the song did, but we finally figured a place out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good.
0: I, c- I can understand that when you know you, you you grow up being used to a place, and and yeah. you kind of learn to be somewhere else. And but you're right. It's it's about. Where, where your heart is, and about being with that person, and it could be anywhere really.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of just, I suppose, just building a life together and just figuring it out as you go along and making all the mistakes along the way. Yeah, I, it, <laughs> you know? it takes yeah. a lot of
0: um, work and reflection. And mm. yeah, I'm no relationship counselor, but I, I guess when you're younger, you look at it all and it doesn't, you just wouldn't imagine, you know how you evolve and change and yeah you need to share and take time apart and all sorts of things going on yeah yeah and your tastes change and develop in different ways Mm -hmm. and you've got to keep checking in
2: yeah totally and communicating i think that's
0: the key isn't it yeah you forget and you think your partner will should just know that
1: yeah 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 (laughs) it doesn't happen you can
2: mind read
1: (laughs) why after all these years
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's it's a really lovely song and that's all. Geisha, which is yeah. your 2019, 19, EP. that's right. Yeah. And hopefully in a little bit we'll get to talk about your three EPs, yes. which yeah, are really yeah, fascinating yeah. And, and lovely to listen to. But I wanted to talk about your your creative side as being a session player. Mm-hmm. Is that the right terminology? Yeah, session player, yeah. And I've noticed that you've worked with some really incredible artists and one of them being Mika. Yeah. Which uh, I told Joe inside, and then she started singing one of the Mika's songs. Oh, I can't even remember how it went, <laughs> but it it made me laugh. But he's a fantastic artist, and to be involved oh, he's with incredible. that. And then Sensor, mm-hmm. which is like a rap kind of. Yeah,
2: it's like um, prog metal rap, hip hop. Yeah.
0: Cool. And then. Burns. Hotai? Hotai, yeah. Hotai? Japanese guitarist, yeah. yeah. Really famous really Japanese famous. guitarist. Yeah. He did and the
2: Kill Bill song. Oh, yes. yeah, was it Kill Bill 2, yeah. I think it That's was. Right. Yeah. yeah. Very cool.
0: Really cool. And that that must have been a treat working with all of them. And um, I'm not going to keep it a secret, but Skunk and Nancy is yes. one of my all-time favorites. Uh. And I tend to talk about it nearly every single Ian's nodding his head, both <laughs> ends are nodding. I talk about skunk and Nancy nearly every yeah. single time and um just to to think you've you've worked and you've contributed to the sound of all these incredible artists it's it's just so wonderful to know and skunk and nancy I, I know you did some um vocals for the acoustic mm-hmm. um I've got it the acoustic yeah, Skunk and nancy,
2: nancy, nancy live in, a, in live l- in London that's
0: it yeah. And then also That was such
2: a great tour. I loved that tour. It was my introduction into Skunk and Nancy, but it was just just hearing those songs acoustic is just amazing. And then to be able to play them as well is just like it's the dream. It was like this is really cool. (laughs) Oh wow, that's it is such
0: a brilliant album. I got that off Record Store Day, the the one that's just been. I couldn't believe it. I always go through the list and I saw Skunk and Nancy and Stopped right there and then made sure I let Trucksaw know that (laughs) that's the one I want. They can't guarantee you'll get it, but they'll see if they can, if enough people say, Mm -hmm. then they'll order a few in. And then you were also on the the Black Traffic album, the 2012
2: one. That was actually my whole introduction into working with Skunk, actually. I did, um, as I said, so Mark is is my husband, the drummer. And... um, I mean, we've been together for so long now, about 18 years. So actually, when I met him, Skunk went together. And he. Um, when they got back together, I was like, this is so cool. It's such a cool band. And um, just out of the blue, really, um, I was out touring with Mika Loads. And then they knew I did backing singing. So they wanted someone on the Black Traffic just to kind of thicken up some of the vocals with skin. So Mark was like, do you want to come to the studio? I was like, OK, cool, yeah. And I got to the studio and recorded some parts. And Skim was like, yeah, have you recorded yet? I was like, yeah, no, I've done it. And they're like, what? And our voices go so well together. They just kind of gel really well. And after that, she just said to Mark, I was like, she was like, can we get Erica on the, the acoustic tour to play keys and, and do some backing vocals? And Mark was like. All right then. <laughs> it's like so your escape from your wife when you're on tour, and I'm, now I'm coming with you.
0: <laughs> it's like um, some people at my work will have their partner who works in the next office or somewhere yeah. around. Yeah. But that that is it's such a delightful album that acoustic one, and a, a lot of these sessions are stripped back acoustic, and I think mm. it just shows a real purity and it's just a nice way to listen to music and when your favorite rock band strips it all back and does it acoustic it's so exciting.
2: Totally especially a band like Skunk because they they don't really do that actually there's only like a few select songs that they do and for them to really kind of rework the their all their albums really was, was kind of amazing yeah it's great.
0: Great to be involved and how does it feel like being in lots of different or help like backing and percussion mm. and keys and things for different bands mm. like Mika and Sensei and Hotai and all of them, it must be really interesting, of course. But yeah. what's the best part of doing that?
2: Uh, I think for me, I mean, I suppose find, finding ways to use my voice, like I've, you know, really using it as an instrument and kind of changing it and manipulating it. So, for example, with Mika. I'd always been in metal bands and rock bands before so when I joined with him in 2009 we were on the road for three years and I learned so much so for the Mika tour I think the thing that I took really took away was just seeing how things work on a massive scale having done like metal bands DIY gigs you know everything on my own to suddenly go into this like arena tour with trucks and buses and I was just like I was like the gigs were amazing but actually watching the logistics and seeing all the kind of the moving parts to make this show happen. Like, you know, one night in this city, then the next night in another city, it was just incredible. Um, It was just amazing. So that's kind of what I loved about that. Then I think with Sensor, it was probably something a bit different. I think for me it was, again, it was a bit different. So with Mika, I was his backing singer. So Mika was the artist And then, um, or actually around the same time, Sensor asked me to do some stuff because Shurston, the lead singer, she just had her third baby. And um, so they just needed the female singer to go with Haytham as well. And so um, what was amazing was kind of jumping in and and finding my role within the already established group as a band and kind of working in that way where I wasn't going to step on Shurston's toes, but also, you know, Finding meaning in her lyrics, so that I could perform in a way that was believable as well. And a lot of their stuff is quite political, with a lot of social commentary. So I, that's something that I can definitely jump on board with. Um, and um, and also they're all from South London, where I'm from as well. So it all kind of felt very natural in that respect. But I'd never rapped before, and it was one of these things. I am like, "Can you do some?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then I realised I had to learn loads of raps, and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> never wrapped so that was a new skill and then Hote was actually singing in Japanese um which I've never done before and it was just so wonderful to work with an incredible Japanese artist and he's just amazing um and then obviously Skunk Anansie, I mean one of my favorite bands too just brilliant bands and getting to sing with Skin who is probably for me one of the best female singers out there she's got such a unique sound um you know you hear a lot of pop artists and you can hear that real similar thread between lots of different pop artists as you go and you can't with skin. It's such an original sound. And I really love that authentic sound and being able to kind of work and match her tone and and really kind of like I watch her whenever I'm singing, I watch her and match her breath and really try and get the same amount of time and breath with her. And it's like a, it feels like a science with her, which is really nice. So, yeah. always find different things and i was you know i could learn a song for i don't know for a covers band and be like oh i hate this song but then actually when you learn the song it's like oh wow i never realized that rhythm and that word and there's always i always find with music it's a joy because you always find something in music that you can actually like about it or love about it
0: that's fascinating and thank you for sharing all of those insights it's such a treat and I can see how all of your experience have has been brought into your Erica solo work. Mm. You can feel the richness and the depth and the experience in <laughs> there. So I th- I think you're you're gathering from all of these artists and when mm. I saw your performance um the Erica performance at the Riverside Festival in the summer when I saw you I I thought this reminds me of Skin. <laughs> Just your movement. I mean, you were you were wearing yeah. silver Doc Martens, I think. Yeah, I not They could have now, been white. Yeah, maybe white. I think. And yeah. I know Skin likes her Doc yes, Martens she does, as well. Yeah. And I actually
2: got those from when I was. I, we played Hellfest with Sensor. Got them free. I was like, great. Wow, that's New pair cool. Of DMs. <laughs>
0: Did they take a while to wear in? Were they a bit?
2: Uh, no, actually they were all right. Although they are a size too small, but I was like, I don't care. <laughs> so cool. They look
0: great. You looked great.
2: Yeah. And and I
0: definitely I could I could I could tell. I could tell there was that you've had that mentorship or that yeah. role modelling and I'm yeah. sure she's learned from you yeah, equally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're right, your voices just play together beautifully. They really do. So oh,
2: it's good fun. Such nice good work. Fun. Thank you. <laughs>
0: love to hear another song yeah
2: okay um what shall i do now so <clears throat> this is a new song called a thousand paper cranes and i i again i wrote this when did i write this i've reworked this song about three or four times but yeah so I, i've i finally settled um with the arrangement and yeah it's com- it's going to come out in February and it's about hope so again a lot of these songs are about the fertility journey at the moment just because of what I'm going through and um,
1: yeah I skim my fingers Tasting still waters I wonder what's under feet Defiant forgiveness is what I've needed. Every breath, like a kiss. Press my lips, I can feel this. Fold it up, don't tear it. Hold it carefully from the start keep it close to heal it tearing all the bones of my paper heart heart heart
0: feels like a real treat we get to hear that one first and
2: when did you say Thank that's going to be released it's going to be released in February
0: wow that's yeah. that's great nice time of year too it's yeah uh, the days are getting longer and it's approaching spring and yes there's hope hope exactly yeah. Oh, well done it's beautiful it's stunning I love it because I just sit here and drift away I close my eyes and it's it's so peaceful and and lovely and it is filled with hope you can You can definitely feel it. It's a great song.
2: Thank you.
0: Erica, something I'm really intrigued about your artistry is the way you interact with the audience. And I got to see that, luckily enough, at uh, the Riverside Festival Mm. when you did your performance there. And... You had this stunning uh, uh, like was it a kimono or? yes
2: yeah yeah yukata the short one ah, yeah. okay
0: and then it had a rope tied yes, on the back that's right yeah and you use that to connect the audience i do and can you can you tell me like firstly why you do that yeah i, I know i mean i shouldn't ask why i love it i love that interaction it, it feels so great to be part of an audience where there's that connection it could be physical it Mm. it could be just by speaking but yeah why why do you do it and what does it do for you as an artist
2: so actually goes back to my first EP or my first relief um, as Erica which is in 2013 so I was creating a show and my ethos has always kind of been like the artist and the audience are one entity it does you can't be one without the other and the energy of the audience is so important to the artist and vice versa like it really we affect each other and um I wanted something to signify that so when I released released my first EP um I asked my friend Kay to create a dress where we could connect people together and um we made this dress out of velcro and then you could like throw things on it and design a new like kind of outfit every gig, which was really fun. But then the kind of finale was this belt that kind of attached about 150 people and we all kind of moved together like a kind of art installation piece. But I was still in the middle and it felt really weird. It felt like, I don't know, like this thing in the middle and everyone ever around. It just didn't feel right to what I was trying to create. So um, my friend said, I was like, I really want it to be more of an instrument. So then um, my friend introduced me to a woman called Sam Topley, who's doing a PhD in music, um, tech and craft. And she was making these like giant pom-poms that would like work for sensory. So they would be like MIDI triggers. So you'd like, you'd like push the pom-pom and it would like make this sound. So this thing that you see every day or kids play with every day is like an instrument. So you can't go wrong with it. So I was like, oh, you met her and she built me this like giant pom-poms, which I use for one of my songs, pop. And so it triggers like sounds from it. And it's actually a Wiimote that's been hacked, which is really cool. And um and then so then I'd throw that out in the audience and then they'd play it and they'd become part of the band, which was really cool. But it still didn't have that same feeling of us all becoming together in one. So, but working with Sam, we started doing uh, little workshops together and started a little company called Snog Sound No Gender, which was kind of going into festivals and schools and art galleries and doing workshops for kids, kind of getting kids to solder circuit boards and then craft pom-poms and make these little like analog synths. And, um, And then from that, I was like, oh, this would actually work really well for a gig because you once you basically, if you have hold one pom pom, the other one holds another pom pom. Then you hold hands, and it creates a sound, because the circuit is complete. And um, so I thought this would be great for a show. So then I went back to my first friend who made me the dress, and Kei Kagami. He's, his name is. He's a Japanese designer, and he built me this um, this rope, which is actually what people in the paddy fields would wear, which ties up the kimono sleeves, so that when you're working, the kimono sleeves don't go into the water. And um, and we put conductive thread around it. And so when I put that out to the audience, usually I take one hand, one rope goes one side and then ask everyone to hold hands. And then during the piece, this like gnarly, like Wah! sound like comes through. And then it's really playful as well because then people are like, oh my God. And then they're like touching each other. And yeah, usually I get some lovers to kiss and it's like, <laughs> it's really fun. And it's just a really, it's just a lovely way to kind of show that you know, to, you might be at a gig, someone might be at a gig and ends up kind of holding hands with a stranger and making a connection. And I think it's such a beautiful significance of that. And, and you know, a circle is wonderful because there is no one at the helm. It's just all of us working together to create the sound, which is really lovely. So, yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> Sorry, a really long-winded answer, but... No, it's it, not at all. It's,
0: it's so interesting. And I love knowing that when a band perform, it, it is all about the connection they make mm. with the audience. And I suppose some performances, you, you get a different feel from mm. each each one's different. Oh, I my suppose. God, I'm
2: completely. Yeah.
0: And, the, and it must be amazing when the crowd starts singing your song back to you. I always notice that the lead singer of any band, when they put their microphone down or step away from the microphone and they look like they're filled with joy when mm. the crowd sings their lyrics back, must be a wonderful feeling.
2: Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's special.
1: <laughs>
0: great. Uh, yeah, the the Skunk Nancy gigs too. The one I saw at the O2 in Oxford. Mm. Uh, there's that was a so great show <laughs> It actually. was yeah, cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was really cool. And that's when I saw you on stage there. Uh, then I then I recognised you because when I went to the Riverside mm. Festival afterwards, it, like piecing it together and i was so excited to see that there was another singer with with skin it was really great and skin's always been able to get the audience going nicely and oh
1: my god yeah
0: there was one point where she stood at the front and i think she was asking people to make a pathway down the middle and i was hoping she was gonna jump down there but i i I don't think it looked quite satisfactory but (laughs) it still got got things going and at one point in the show, I shouted, I love you. Or no, I, say, I said, we love you. And she said, and I love you. And, <laughs> and I felt it was just for me, Aww. but it was for everyone there. And <laughs> it, it was that that connection. And when you were moving with her at the front of the stage, and it was just so lovely so great, special. Yeah, I love
2: her. It. It's great. And she's brilliant as well in that respect because she's, you know, there's a lot of artists that would... Be kind of like you know, no, you stay there, or you know. And she's always like, "Don't wait for me to call you out. Just get out there, do your thing." Yeah. You know, she's so confident in herself. It's just you know, she knows there's no one there as a threat. It's just like let's all get involved, and the more you guys can do, the better the show's going to be anyway. You know, and it's such a joy to work with someone like that. I yeah. can
0: imagine. Yeah. But yeah, it's it. It's my favourite part of a show when there's that connection. I recently saw Dinosaur Junior in in Uh, London, one of my favourites, and they're doing a tour where they play their album in full. It's like one of those anniversary ones. And it was their first show, so there was a few teething problems and issues, but it meant that Jay Maskus got to speak to the audience, and he Mm. never does that. And I thought, I really like this. I like (laughs) that there's more of a connection. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so good to see your that that show at Riverside where you did that. And even without that, I could feel that that you were very aware of your audience mm. being there and being part of it. And the whole show was a big, big package with everyone involved. It was, it yeah, was a good one. Yeah, that was
2: such a funny show, that, because literally everything went wrong. Like all the tech went wrong. Like you usually I have backing track with sound and the little backing vocals and things coming literally nothing worked then even my rope thing went all wrong and i was just like oh it's just a punk rock show we're, just, we're creating a punk rock show it's fine i'm going back to my roots yeah.
0: <laughs> and you pulled it off yeah <laughs> it was good I'd, i i'd love to hear another song if yeah you've...
2: uh yeah okay so um this next song is a song called eggshells and it is Weirdly, actually, so my friend, actually, she, his name is David Whitney. He was the keys player and MD for Mika. We met there and we started writing together and we actually wrote most of the first EP together. Uh, in fact, we wrote the whole first EP together. And then I remember hearing eggshells. He played me eggshells. I was like, this is a beautiful song. The chorus. And um, and I said to him a few years later, I was like, what are you doing with eggshells? Are you doing anything with it? And he was like, no, he gave it to another artist and they didn't really do anything with it. And he's like, well, if you want to do something, we go for it. So I rewrote it. So the first verse is his verse. Well, the first half of the first verse is his verse. And then basically the rest is pretty much all mine. Apart from the chorus, where it's again of a, a mashup of the two again. And... Um, he wrote it about a family member and I wrote it about, uh, family dysfunction. (laughs) Nice light topic. Perfect leading going into Christmas. (laughs) Um, yeah. And it's kind of just about, um, just being aware of what is going on in certainly my family and, um, and kind of, how we are able to deal with things and get over things and and as about but we talked about communicating it's about communicating really and 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 not holding stuff inside and um and really seeing people for for them and um yeah I think that's what it's about and actually the interaction part there's a really lovely moment of this song where the middle eight is where I say every time I see you I want to see you and the crowd sings along and it's a really lovely moment because it's again we were talking about you know kids and tiktok and then you know the fast-pacedness and i think life can be so fast-paced that we almost forget to actually really see the people we love the most um because we're just there you just kind of assume they're there and then forget to actually really see them and um hopefully that's a moment to kind of just reconnect with people again yeah
1: <coughs> She's nearly seven stone today Can't you tell the extra weight? Nothing's wrong, she's in control She knows everything's alright He had a drink today It's okay, it's past midday Nothing's wrong, comfortably numb. He knows everything's alright. But then they weep and crumble to the floor into the deep. And everybody walks on eggshells. Taking on all the pain, she knows that they'll never change. Nothing's wrong, she can be strong cause she has to be all right, but then she weeps and crumbles to the floor into Everybody walks on eggshells Just have to speak A problem shed is a problem halved A little win, Then nobody has to walk on eggshells
0: That's beautiful. That <laughs> that brought me back to Riverside Festival. I know I keep going on about it, but it was it was just such a memorable show and I remember when you the asked the audience to repeat and, yeah. and we sang it back. And yeah. it's it's a it's a great one and that's from Bugesha, which is your two thousand and nineteen EP, which is the third of a trilogy. Yes. And the the first one, Honor Bugesha, is 2013 yeah so it's the 10th anniversary yeah and they're a wonderful collection of of eps um can you tell me a little bit more about them and and what Mm -hmm. they mean to you and i know there's a japanese connection Mm -hmm. with those obviously the title suggests but Mm -hmm. there's this beautiful synergy between the uk and japan and that Mm -hmm. comes through in your music
2: Mm. so my heritage is japanese british irish And, um, I, I've always lived in the UK and always struggled with my identity, like really understanding how I fit within society and culturally and, you know, going to school with onigiri and Japanese like food and then, but like speaking English and very much kind of into kind of British culture but also never feeling quite like I fit in. So I've really found my music helped me kind of find that space. So um, lots of exploration, but kind of fast forward to to 2013. And on Nabugeisha is female samurai. So um, a lot of people don't know that there were female samurai, which is, yeah. And uh, I, I think they were from aristocratic families and a lot of them were very amazing kind of arches um and um this whole this whole ep was kind of finding my strength and it was a lot about within a relationship and kind of finding my feet within a relationship as well and the struggles within that relationship and so i kind of needed that female samurai in me to kind of bring it forward But Onna Bugesha is also, if you split the two words up as well, Onna means woman and Bugesha means the art of war. So from Onna Bugesha, I kind of thought, oh, actually, it'd be lovely to kind of really explore those words as well. So then in 2017, I think, Onna... Was it 2017? I can't remember now. I think so. Onna is
0: 2016. 16,
2: thank you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... um, On that was about um, the female form, I suppose, and celebrating women that, especially around that time, it was all around the very much, where women were kind of owning their sexuality again, and Miley Cyrus was out there, and the whole Robin Thicke thing happened, and it was all around that time. But I really wanted to kind of celebrate the women, like my mother, who is so strong and so incredible, but so, doesn't really shout about anything and and just kind of really makes made our world turn around as we were kids you know she'd work in the city come back make our dinner you know make everyone's dinner you know our packed lunch would be whatever we had dinner (laughs) you know in either rice or a sandwich (laughs) you know and then she'd be off to the city the next day and she just like she was just such an amazing woman and such a great role model for me and I really wanted to kind of celebrate that so that holy pea was kind of about that and then bugesha is about um finding beauty within darkness um because it's the art of war so it's the art of finding the, the kind of the the fight and the um, and the darkness within that as well so yeah it was really fun to kind of explore the language of it all and and kind of research a bit more and kind of delve into that which i really enjoyed
0: It's a lovely trilogy and beautiful story and I can see how it moves into chasing shadows, you know, finding beauty and darkness Mm. and tackling all those wonderful themes. And I I, I really like what you've written and how you tell a story and how you use music to get through Mm. challenging times, I suppose, and Mm. trying to make sense of the world through your art and it's it's totally. really lovely to yeah. to hear and and learn more about and thank you for your generosity and sharing all of that information it's
2: yeah i'm not i'm just not very good at writing i can't do it but like surface stuff <laughs> but even on like with my friends if i was to be like you know you're right it's not never like oh the weather's all right isn't it you know it's always like how are you doing what's going on in your life like i'm just yeah probably quite intense <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm
0: trying to think of, I'm trying to think of a song that's there's there's a few of pop songs that are really like on the surface, but I suppose the musicians would argue that if you look deeper and dig underneath, there's more to it.
2: Yeah. But uh, also it's quite nice to have songs that are light hearted as well, right? There's a space for all of that. I think, you know, if we all write heavy songs all the time, it's just you can't escape all the time, you know, there's not a emotion for every song. I think it's we're not two D as people, so we should be able to explore all of that. And I really think that artists kind of, you know, we I think it depends on the artist, but there's so many different ways of kind of exploring music and for me it was to be able to express like I didn't have an emotional vocabulary growing up. You know, kind of my dad was a, like a war baby and my mum from Japan, so culturally it was this very kind of like stoic household where you know i was just like anger or or crying and i couldn't put words to what those feelings were and i think music really helped me kind of figure that out
0: <laughs> that sounds perfect i'm glad you got there and i'm glad you learned how did you learn how to play instruments
2: um so the third oh, wait play <laughs> so when, when i was a kid my mom uh got me into piano as a and it was very like very japanese very strict piano teacher and i hated it absolutely hated it and it was so traumatic because like i'd go to these like concerts where these like four-year-old like genius japanese players were like <laughs> and me was like just like and we're always really tall as well so it'd be really gangly and awkward and you know like I said like I didn't ever feel like I fit into the Japanese community or the British community so it was like this like weird feeling and um I really hated it and it, it really wasn't until later on when I was at school when I kind of understood that I could sing I didn't really know I could sing and then one of my friends was like, let's write songs. And we started writing songs when I was like 13 and just kind of clunking out chords. And I've always, I've forever clunked out chords now. I've never actually got better. I've just continued to clunk out chords. <laughs> so, yeah. It sounds great. <laughs>
0: and you discovered your voice. Was, you, was that when you were 13? Yeah. How so did that or, happen?
2: Uh, maybe, yeah, 12 or 13. So my pri- uh, senior school, uh se- yeah, high school teacher... She said I should audition for the ENO. They were coming to schools and they were like, they're looking for like dark haired girls to play in Carmen as a, like a street urchin. So I went and auditioned and, and I got the part along with um, a bunch of other girls from my school and some other boys from my school, um, from a different school, and, um, and uh, just fell in love with the theatre. I was just like this is amazing and the camaraderie and you know working with other like dancers and kind of seeing these amazing opera things the curtain falling and rising and people cheering it was amazing like what an amazing experience to have you know as a 13 year old or 12 year old I think I was and, and I got a paycheck six months work 300 quid that was amazing I was like woo! you get paid to do this this is amazing and that was it I was like okay this is what I want to do that's very nice. So you you got
0: recognised for your amazing voice early on. And I don't
2: think it was amazing back then. Oh, I'm sure it was. I could hold a tune, I think. I'm sure they were, it was there, I'm sure. No, and my mum literally, maybe this is my Asian mum, but literally she was like, you were terrible as a child. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, mama. Uh, it,
0: was, it was all meant to be, it was all meant to happen that way. And... I suppose now you can carry the theatre into your stage performances with music because yeah. for me watching a band is very theatrical and to see what people are wearing and mm. the lighting and mm. the interactivity and it's all there I'm I'm just amazed all the stuff you've learnt and brought in with <laughs> you from session playing mm-hmm. and Wow, what a wealth of experience and you've you've tapped into everything that you've come across. So
2: Thank you. It's yeah. It's fantastic. It's I mean, I think as humans we are forever learners, right? You can't help it. So you just kind of people you meet and things that you do you're constantly learning. So yeah.
0: Great. Well do you think we could have one more song? I know yeah. you, we had four prepared, but you yeah. said you might be able to do... Yeah, uh, I'll,
2: I'll try. Bit. I mean, my, my record <laughs> so far has uh, been not great, but, <laughs> but I'll definitely try. But
0: before we we do that, I'd, I'd just like to say thank you. And it's been a, a, a pleasure having you with us. Oh, and thank you for making that journey. And we've been treated with a really rainy evening. And I'm not sure if you could hear it on the recording, but there's trickling of water outside and it it just sounds really nice yeah and nice and cozy in here and and what a way to spend an evening So nice. I wish you a very safe journey home I know you've traveled a bit to get here and I appreciate that and Merry Christmas to you and Mark and your family and yeah I'm so glad we'll have this recording as something to look back on and remember
2: yeah yeah no me too I'm looking forward to sharing it with everyone (laughs) it would be fun thank you I hate to say that I was right Oh, this song's called Maybe. (laughs) I didn't say. Yeah, this song's called Maybe. And um, yeah, I think the words just say it all really. But it's, yeah,
1: it's about relationship. I hate to say that I was right And it's only now you see you left it all a little late You never felt so far from me You were looking out, not looking in But now it's clear as day You were trying to find a reason To throw it all away So maybe we could talk it out If you would only let me in And if we tried a little harder I could rewrite everything So maybe if I let it out Maybe if you let me in But baby if you love me better Then I wouldn't be with him Drinking hard and sleeping in Won't kill this addiction An empty hole in your ribcage where my heart used to live Who'd have thought a broken heart Would have me crawling like an insect On the ground on all fours Trying to dodge on my footsteps So maybe we could talk it out If you would only let me in And if we tried a little harder We could rewrite everything so maybe if I let it out And maybe if you let me in But baby if you love me better Then I wouldn't be with him Whoa. 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 So take it on the chin, raise your head Take it like a man, you're digging deep again, you made your bed go lie in it. So take it on the chin, raise your head, and take it like a man, you're digging deep again, you made your bed go lie in it. So maybe we could talk it out if you would only let me in. We tried a little harder we could rewrite everything so maybe if I let it out and maybe if you let me in but maybe if you love me better then I wouldn't be with him so take it on the chin raise your head and take it like a man you're digging deep again you made your bank go oh Raise your head And take it like a man You're digging deep again you made your bed Go lie in it Alone
0: Wow, fabulous. You saved one of the best for last. <laughs>
2: really I really love that you I just need to not practice. That's it.
0: <laughs> oh, that was so good. Fantastic. It's such a a, a privilege to to have a performance like this in the shed and I'm right at the front <laughs> and I'm just enjoying every every single moment. Oh, so thank, thank you.
2: you. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me as well. It's been such a treat meeting all of you as well. So thank it's you. It's a pleasure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We'll open
1: up the strong box. What's in your shed? What's in your shed? and treasures and the books that we read, what's in your share, what's in your shade?